Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You see, it has always been Cleveland that's the best part of our name. And now it's time to unite as one family, one community, to build the next era for this team and this city, to keep watch and guard what makes this game the greatest, to come together and welcome all who want to join us. We are loyal and proud and resilient. We protect what we've earned and always defend it. Together, we stand with all who understand what it means to be born and built from the land. Because this is the city we love and the game we believe in. And together, we are all Cleveland Guardians. And with that, it became official. The Indians will become the Guardians after this baseball season. Hello, everybody. I hope your Friday's off to a great start. Welcome to Sports for CLE. I'm Dave Bacon. Let's welcome in the D-man, Dennis Maniloff. Uh, he will be doing Indians pre- and post-game tonight on WTM 1100. Uh, D-man, what do you make of it, uh, the Guardians? Well, you know, I don't have a problem with it um, you know, overall. I mean, I the Indians, let me see, in the, in the presser they were talking about wanting to make sure they stay connected to the city in an authentic way, um, make sure the rich history of the baseball in this town was honored and unite people. Um, and I think they accomplished those objectives with the Guardians. I know that there, there are plenty of people out there who are disgusted with this franchise and the organization for changing the name in the first place. And, and I'll listen to that. You know, I, I think deep down, my guess is that they, the Indians thought they were going to be part of a wave that was started by the Washington Redskins and would probably include the Kansas City Chiefs and the Atlanta Braves and the Florida State Seminoles, among others. And so they got caught up in that and decided to make the change, but then there weren't anybody, there wasn't anybody behind them really that was following, specifically the Chiefs, the Braves, and the Florida State Seminoles, so they kind of got caught on an island, if you will. Um, so a lot of people say, well, they caved to pressure, they caved to the woke uh, 21st century uh, situation. Oh, okay, you know what? Fine, if you want to believe that, that's fine. I tend to believe that perhaps they did, but once the die was cast, once they made the decision to change, you say, okay, what's the best alternative? And to me, Guardians is a safe play because it pretty much is immune to protest, you would think, unless there's some bridge builders that want to protest out there uh, on opening day next year. Um, but it's uniquely Cleveland, the whole Memorial Bridge, the Guardians of traffic. So it's kind of our own little thing. And, um, you know, they, they stayed with the colors. They kept the script similar. It has a feel like an Indian's Guardian's feel. 
So overall, I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, and again, I didn't really have none, none of the names that were bannered about, and I couldn't come up with any. None of them, you know, knocked my socks off, so the Guardians was just fine. Uh, the thing that I do like is they made sure that, you know, they want to keep the team in Cleveland. Now, that can change as well, you know, in a heartbeat, but that I saw as a good thing. Uh, Paul Dolan kind of explained the thought behind it at this press conference this afternoon. Here is uh, Paul Dolan talking about the name The Guardians. In searching for a new brand, we sought a name that strongly reflects the pride, resiliency, and loyalty of Clevelanders. Guardians embodies those defining attributes while drawing upon the iconic guardians of traffic, proudly standing just outside Progressive Field on the Hope Memorial Bridge. It brings to life the pride Clevelanders take in our city and the way we stand for each other while defending our Cleveland baseball family. We acknowledge the name change will be difficult for some of us, and the transition will take time. While the name will be new, we believed it was important to maintain elements of continuity in the design marks, logos, and colors to emphasize the ongoing connection our past will have with our future. And again, D-Man, um, Paul Dolan is a native Clevelander, fifth generation, as he pointed out. So, I, it, again, I, I'm not crazy about the name change. I understand it from a business standpoint, and I like the fact that they're making a concerted effort to say they're connected to Cleveland. Yeah, Dave, I, I'm not crazy about the name change either because I didn't think I thought it was an unforced error. I thought they caved to not a ton of pressure. But that said, you know what? They did handle it, <laughs> you know, as they saw fit. And now, hopefully, the indigenous people are, are satisfied that there is no issue. Um, you know, I heard people say, well, the Guardians make sure that ensures that the Indians stay here. Well, there's a team called the Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> How many lakes are there in Los Angeles that we know of? I'm sure there are plenty, but not as many as Minnesota. Uh, so, you know, the Minneapolis Lakers go out to L.A. and the Lakers stay the Lakers, and that's an iconic name. Uh, so... I guess you could move the name Guardians to another city, but it, it clearly has, you know, a, a Cleveland feel because of the whole Memorial Bridge, because of the proximity of where that Guardian figure is right outside of Progressive Field, pretty much. Uh, it looks like he's guarding Progressive Field, or at least, you know, looking at it. So um, th there's a lot to appreciate about that. And my wife, the lovely and talented Denise, was the one who was pounding the drum for Guardians from day one, so she's really happy about it. I, I kind of like what they did with the Block C. You know, they dented it a little bit, so that looks pretty decent. I'm not a big fan of the logo with the, you know, the, uh, what is it, so something was protecting the baseball. I didn't like that too much. But uh, overall, the bottom line is, I don't think anybody's going to really care about what their name is as long as they win. Yeah, I, I would agree. As long as they're in Cleveland, um, you know, you adapt to it. Yeah. All right. As long as they're in Cleveland and as long as they win. <laughs> exactly. That, that is important. All right, let's move on to something a little more pleasant. Um, those of uh, you that follow the show and, and have for a while know that uh, Sports for CLE is the um, digital growth out of the More Sports and Less Levine show. And some good news about Les Levine. Um, inducted into the Greater Cleveland Sports Hall of Fame was happened a couple days ago. D-Man uh, saved it because I knew you knew you were going to be on Friday. Um, that is an organization Les worked uh, to keep afloat and keep you know getting publicity for uh, pretty tirelessly. So it is a fitting tribute uh, to Les Levine. Well, it, first of all, thank you very much, Dave, for uh, allowing you know having me on when when we talk about this because. You know, Les is, I said it for many years, still exists to this day. He's like, he was like a second father to me. My dad died in 1992, and soon thereafter, I really got to know Les Levine. And, you know, he, he could not have treated me better. He really did uh, take me under his wing like a, like a son. And um, I will forever be indebted to him for so many things. And so I have, you know, this incredible 
uh, soft spot in my heart for Les. But regardless of my connection to Les, the talent is undeniable. The impact that he had on the Cleveland media scene is undeniable. He was a pioneer. He is, in the truest sense of the word, a legend, um, an icon. You know, he transcended what he did. You know, and those types of people are very rare. And, and, you know, on top of all of that he accomplished as a professional, you know, Dave, and Mike Bacon and, and Brian and everybody knows that he was as classy a human being as you're ever going to meet. This was not a guy who put on airs. This was not a guy who acted like his bleep didn't stink. He was the most common superstar in his profession. You know, he, he, he wanted to be like everybody else, and he wanted to be genuinely, uh, you know, okay with everybody. And he never acted pompous or arrogant. If I had his credentials, I hate to say maybe I would have. <laughs> but he was so humble about how he went about things that he was easily relatable. I mean, you could walk up to him anywhere and strike up a conversation with him, and the last person he would talk about is himself. And and another thing, too, Dave, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but you know, I spent 30 years in the newspaper business, plain dealer, and then also writing for the online, cleveland.com. And I had a decent exposure, decent amount of people would know my name, even though I wasn't one of the big wigs at uh, PlainDealer.com, like, for example, Paul Hoynes, who broke the story that the Indians had decided on the name. But I had a decent amount of recognition. And I would get some people that would say to me, hey, I saw your story or read your story or whatnot, if I was out and about. But without question, the number one vehicle for my recognizability quotient was anything that had to do with less. <laughs> so people come up to me and say, hey, I saw you on less. I saw you on less. I heard you on less. And uh, I talk, you were talking to less. And it was always about less. <laughs> so, I mean, that was just incredible that uh, he had such an impact that I was so lucky that he even knew my name. The D-Man, Dennis Maniloff, and I are going to step aside, take a quick timeout. On the other side of the break, uh, we will talk some Browns football. Sports for CLE will be right back. Stay with us. Life is starting to get back on track, and you can too. If you or your family have experienced financial hardship as a result of COVID-19, Tri-See can help with full tuition assistance. Safely get the in-demand degree or training you need with online and on-campus classes. Go to trice-edu to check out our programs and resources. So, what are you waiting for? Register now for summer classes. Tri-C is where futures begin. When it comes to selling you a mattress, most retailers are handing you a line. A long line of extra steps that drive up costs and create confusion. At the Original Mattress Factory, we simplify the mattress shopping experience by building mattresses and box springs in our own local factories and selling them direct to you. It's short, sweet, and simply makes sense. So experience more than just the mattress store. Experience an original, the Original Mattress Factory. Sports for CLE. We turn our attention to the Browns. And uh, USA Today had uh, predictions for the records for the 2021 season. Take a look at this. Uh, the top pick, the Buccaneers at 14 and 3. 
Best in the AFC, the Browns at 13-4. Chiefs, Titans, Bills, and Packers all picked to go 12-5. So, D-Man, uh, USA Today says Browns, best record in the AFC. Are you buying it? <laughs> I'm trying to pump brakes here however way I can. Easy USA Today. I mean, I'm glad that they, uh, you know, they tipped the cap or helmet, as it were, to the Buccaneers the defending Super Bowl champ. But I think the Chiefs are going to take note of this. That'll be wallpaper heading into game one. Ah, oh, yeah, they think that uh, the Browns are going to be better than we are. We've got them in our place uh, in the first game with Patrick Mahomes fully healthy, and we're going to be loaded and ready to rumble. So I would have put the Chiefs at a, at a solid number two, if not tied with the uh, – you know, tied with the Buccaneers at, at 14 and three. I, I know they'll probably claim that there's stiffer competition with uh, the likes of the Chargers or whatnot. But um, I also think the Ravens deserve at this moment in time, as much as I hate to say it, the Ravens deserve to be listed ahead of the Browns until and unless the Browns unseat them. When, once the Browns unseat them as you know, division champs and are clearly better than they are at the end of the season. Uh, until that happens, I, I list the Ravens ahead of the Browns on a final record. That's how I had it when we played the original schedule game. I had the Ravens winning the division again. Um, you know, I, I'll buy that some of these divisions aren't all that in a bag of chips. Uh, the Niners is another team I think is being undersold there. I know the uh, the West in the NFC is a beast, potentially. But I think the 49ers are going to be awesome. And therefore, I would put the uh, 49ers ahead of the Browns as well. Okay. So, so Demon. And, and one more thing. One more thing, Dave. I'm sorry. I wouldn't have had the Browns winning 13 games. I, I have them winning 11. So, therefore, that's why teams could have 12 in my mind, or a team like the Niners could have 12. Okay, so um, you, you might want to block your ears on this one because here is Skip Bayless's projection for the Super Bowl this year. Skip Bayless from FS1's Undisputed. I'm going to stick with the Browns to win it all, and, and they're going to have to overcome the Chiefs. Oh, win it all? Oh, you, you mean Not win the, I mean the to win the AFC. Okay. Yeah, I'm just talking about the AFC. Okay. Okay, so I'll go Bucks over Browns. Buccaneers over the Browns. He was talking about the Super Bowl. So, um, your reaction to that one? <laughs> Skip Burr, come on now. Um, I mean, I, I like Skip Bayless, just like I like Colin Coward and a lot of these guys. Uh, you know, um, but easy does it. That's another thing that will probably be on the, uh, the mixtape for the Kansas City Chiefs in the run-up to game one. Bayless saying, yeah, yeah, he likes them to come out of the AFC. Um yeah, it's going to be fun to watch. Let's put it that way. And I don't want anybody to think, Dave, that I am dumping on the Cleveland Browns. I am not. I cannot wait for this season. But that said, the Browns are still in the proving business to me. They haven't done anything yet. I mean, they didn't even win a division last year. Yes, they won, won 11 games. And yes, they won a playoff uh, game. That's great. But they really haven't done anything in this league uh, since 99. And so I'm kind of in a show-me mode with them as far as all this uh, hype and everything. But let me, let me be clear. I'd rather have people saying the Browns are going to be really good than people saying, you know what, this team's got nothing. <laughs> this roster stinks. This roster's terrible. The quarterback stinks. They're going to win three games. I'd much rather have it the other way around, which is what's happening. Yeah, without question. Um, so Bleacher Report came out with dark horse candidates for MVP. Uh, we've got number one, Carson Wentz, uh, plus 4,000. So you bet, a, you bet 100, you get 4,000. Baker Mayfield, plus 3,500. Alvin Kamara, plus 8,000. What do you make of Baker being a dark horse MVP candidate? Dave, I don't want to. I don't mean to simplify this, but I'm going to simplify it. <laughs> if the Bake Show comes out in Game One 
and he is on fire in head-to-head against Patrick Mahomes, and they and the Browns win that game in Arrowhead against the Chiefs, I'll automatically start thinking about Baker Mayfield as an MVP candidate because then I'll say, wait a minute, this team just beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead? And you look at what they have coming up, you start to then stack the victories and think maybe 13 and 4 is realistic. So it, it sounds simplistic, but I, I think if Baker has an incredibly good game right out of the chute in Arrowhead, game one, he will be listed as an MVP candidate from that point forward for a while because it'll feel like the Browns are invincible. All right. Before we go, Bleacher Report also predicts the biggest bust for every team. And this one has me scratching my head, I'll be honest. They have Jarvis Landry for the Browns, and I I just don't I, I don't see that at all. Bleacher Report, come on. Come on. We, we like B slash R. I mean, Jarvis Landry, are you kidding me? Jarvis Landry is as reliable as – Timex, if I had one, he's 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 watch reliable. We you can plug him in for whatever you need to do, and he'll do it. If he has to catch uh, ten passes, he will. If he has to settle for two catches, that's fine. If he has to throw for a touchdown pass, he very well might do so. If you need him on the end around, if you need him to block, he'll do that. I mean, Jarvis is the Swiss Army knife of wide receivers he can do it all he's super reliable so if i'm looking at or thinking about potential browns bust jarvis landry forget about bottom of the list he's not even on the list because i don't even acknowledge him as a potential bust yeah i, I would agree 110 percent he's the last guy you worry about uh, you, you can write down anything you need from him and he's in great shape as well as we heard a couple weeks ago the d-man dennis maniloff and i step aside take a quick time out we continue talking browns on the other side of the break one storyline to follow from the browns coming up sports for cle will be right back stay with us Welcome back to Sports for CLE. I'm Dave Bacon. So good morning football on NFL Network. Uh, they had players that are in the best situations of their career in the NFL. Uh, they, they listed three of them. Take a listen to who one of them is. How about Jadevian Clowney? That's oh. a clown. Oh. Points for the clown. It's a great it? clown. Good job. Not bad. <laughs> Jadevian Clowney goes to a team. He's never been opposite a pass rusher like a Miles Garrett before. He's never been a part of a defense probably that had as good a corners as Cleveland has. The fact that they're going to be a good team. They're going to have leads. Right. He's going to get pass rush opportunities. And the biggest thing, we say it every year with Clowney, he's healthy. He was cleared months ago from the meniscus surgery that he underwent. He should be full go when training camp opens here. You never know with Clowney. We know that he's uber talented. We also know that he gets beat up year in and year out. Mm -hmm. But could this be the year that you have that type of explosive season and he capitalizes there with the Browns? So, D-Man, there you have it. Uh, Jadavian Clowney in the best situation in his NFL career. He did play opposite of J.J. Watt. Miles Garrett's a little different than J.J. Watt. Both great players. Uh, but you could make the argument Clowney is in the best situation. You know, he went on to talk about the, the whole of the defense as well. Yeah, and by the way, I've, I have NFL Network. Uh, good morning football, one of the best programs. I, I tape it all the time. 
because it's too early for me to get up, but I, I tape it and listen to it and watch it. It's awesome. Uh, yeah, Clowney, it really is in a, a good spot for all the reasons that uh, was were mentioned there. The, the key, of course, as we know, is he going to be able to stay healthy? And, you know, one of the reasons that I like Clowney coming in, be, besides the, the freakish athleticism and and the, the fact that he would serve as a legit bookend to, uh, you know, to Miles or with Miles, is that he is versatile. And Joe Woods can not only use him on the edge, but potentially – uh, use him inside because he, he's been good against the run in his career. And you could see a, a clowny in his own drop situation as well, maybe. I, I don't know how many times he's zone dropped in his career, but uh, I would try to utilize that athleticism every once in a while just to change things up. But uh, I totally agree that Janamion Clowney is in a great situation in Cleveland. So NFL.com also has one storyline for each of the teams to follow. Um, and for the Browns, how long will it take for the revamped defense to gel? Now let me put this to you as a, as a footnote to that question. You've got guys like John Johnson and Anthony Walker coming in who are the football versions of gym rats, and I think that's going to make gelling a whole lot easier and quicker. 100% agree with you, Dave. Uh, Johnson, I mean, you talk about, well, we talked about clowning, we talk about the people that the Browns have brought in either by a, by a draft or free agency, but John Johnson is the one that excites me the most because he, he is a quarterback of the defense, a quarterback of the defense, because as you mentioned, Walker could be another one. Miles, the cerebral one, you know, he could do that too on the line part of it. Uh, it, it's really good to see the Browns with a, a very high football IQ in, in various rooms and various position groups. And uh, yeah, I mean, Johnson and Walker will help speed up the process, the learning curve. And you can see, for example, a guy like JOK, as smart as he is, learning a ton just being a sponge around a guy like walker or even johnson so um yeah this team not only has athleticism but it has brains and the brains will definitely help with the transition or or the the new look joe woods defense if you will so pro football focus also ranked the secondaries um and Bron broncos were number one ravens that team the Browns are battling for the North was two, and the Browns are number three. If the Browns had the third best secondary in the NFL, it's going to be a whole lot of fun at First Energy Stadium this fall. Yeah, and first of all, Dave, do you ever get the impression that the NFL world revolves around the Browns? I mean, the Browns are in every pie that gets baked in the offseason, every single one of them, and even during the regular season. For a team that's never been to the Super Bowl, the Browns just are in everybody's minds rent-free. They're up here. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, it's really exciting to think about the cornerback room. We keep talking about the cornerback. I like that, actually. I know it's a cliche now because everybody uses it. But I like when the coaches talk about the cornerback room or the quarterback room or the line, offensive line room. Um, but the key to everything with the Cleveland Browns corners in 2021 is availability. You know, our old buddy Ray Farmer, you know, the best ability is availability. And that is so true for Denzel Ward and Greedy Williams. If Denzel Ward is able to play every game he's asked to play, meaning I, I think he'll probably be allowed to sit one in a 17-game season. So if he's if he's available every time Kevin Stefanski wants him to play, and if Greedy Williams recovers and rebounds from that shoulder issue, then yeah, the Browns cornerbacks are going to be nasty, you would think, because Hill comes in, and they've got Newsom coming in via the draft, but it, it all depends on the health and availability of Denzel Ward and Greedy Williams. 
Yeah, I, I, I mean, Denzel Ward is one of the top corners in, in the league when he's able to play. Um, you, you just got to hope that he doesn't constantly get beat up a little bit. Uh, let me ask you this, and, and this kind of came to us as we were talking about this. Does defense still wins championships? Because that's the old mantra and everything. Defense wins championships. But now, you know, they're, with the way offense is in the NFL and rules kind of tilt towards the offense as well and against the defense, does defense still win championships? It does uh, with, a, with a bullet, okay? I look at defenses winning championships, the slogan, kind of the way I look at offenses uh, or, or, you know, in, in baseball. To me, pitching versus offense in baseball. You need offense in Major League Baseball to get you to the postseason. Once you get to the postseason, you are darn well tooting that you can win a title with pitching, virtually pitching alone. If you have dominant starters in October, you can survive and win two to one, one to nothing, three to two. Think about the NHL. You got to be able to score goals over the course of the NHL season. But in the Stanley Cup playoffs, if you get a goalie whose lights out, you can ride that goalie to the Stanley Cup. In football, you have to score points in the regular season in today's NFL. You must do so. You have to have capable offenses because otherwise you're going to be left behind. There are too many rules that are in favor of the offense. It's too much of a quarterback-driven league. It's too much of a video game league that if you don't have the horses offensively, you will not get to the playoffs. But once you get there, you can indeed ride a defense. And think about the other year when the uh, Patriots beat the Rams in the Super Bowl. There was no shootout. I can't remember the final was. Was it 13 to 9 or something like that? But the bottom line is the Patriots' defense was awesome, and the Rams' offense, for all its firepower, had nothing. Last year, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, yeah, they had Brady, and Brady did a nice job with Gronk and everything in the Super Bowl. But you know what won the, the, the Buccaneers the Super Bowl on that given day? Their defense. And they, the fact that they swarmed Patrick Mahomes, admittedly, against a banged-up, beaten-up, uh, you know, attrition-riddled offensive line. But still, the Tampa Bay defense was responsible as much as any entity for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers winning the Super Bowl, beating the, the Chiefs. Um, and, you know, and you look at other playoff games. You can win in the playoffs with defense, but you've got to have offense in the regular season. Yeah, very valid point. Uh, the D-man, Dennis Maniloff, and I are going to step aside, take a, another quick time out on the other side of the break. Three bold predictions for the Browns from Dog Pound Daily. Sports for CLE. He'll be right back. Stay with us. for CLE continues. We continue talking Browns football with the D-man, Dennis Maniloff. So, Dennis, dogpounddaily.com. Three bold predictions for the Browns. Uh, Malik McDowell shines. Donovan Peoples-Jones asserts himself 
as the third wide receiver, and JOK steps up in linebacker battle. These are three bold predictions for training camp. What do you think of them? I'm good with them. Uh, you know, I, I am a little nervous about the second one because that would, you know, if Peoples Jones does what a lot of people are saying, including that, uh, that means my man Hollywood Higgins gets kind of nudged to the background. And I, I think Hollywood has the potential to be really good. And he's still got a lot of career in front of him. And he's a Baker Mayfield favorite, if you will, or a guy that Mayfield has really good chemistry with. So, um, yeah, as much as I like Peoples Jones, I don't want to see Higgins lose uh, touches or times or reps. JOK, no surprise there at all. I mean, uh, JOK is a, uh, you know, a fantastic prospect, one of my favorite college prospects uh, this past year. And, um, you know, I expect uh, great things from him. Uh, maybe maybe I'm expecting too much right away, but I think he's capable, and uh, I can't wait to see how he does. You know, the, the interesting thing about the Browns this year, this roster, the way it's built, um, they're not relying on one or two guys. You know, options C, D, and E, you go, eh, you know, if, if he steps up and plays well, yeah, he could be a factor. They are so deep at pretty much every position. It isn't like you, you kind of go, well, if that guy gets hurt, they're in a lot of trouble because they don't got anybody behind them who can really play. Yeah, it is strange that we're talking about a Browns team that's as deep as, as this one is. You think about the skill position players, of course, we go, that's where your mind goes first in a lot of cases. I know the, the old schoolers might go to the O-line first, but I go to the skill position players. And, okay, so what if the bake show goes down? Big loss is the season lost if Case Keenum comes in? No. And that's that's all you can ask, I think, from your backup. Make sure that the season is not lost if you have to go to your backup QB. We've had backup QBs in this town where the season's lost if you had to go to them. I know we've had starters in this town <laughs> where the season was lost. Yeah, cue the jokes. But you know what I mean. Yeah. You Case Keenum has a resume. A few years ago, he was doing some really nice things for the Minnesota Vikings. So uh, Keenum is a good backup to Mayfield. On the wide receiver side of it, well, they already lost Odell last year. And guess what? He still managed to function. Uh, so this team can survive the loss of a receiver. And in the running back situation, it would be devastating for this team to lose Nick Chubb, no doubt about it. But Kareem Hunt is a former rushing champ and a capable, you know, backup or second guy, if you will, one one a, however you want to look at it. Um, so, and then in the tight end situation, okay, you lose Hooper, you still got Njoku, you still got Bryant, and 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 so in each one of the skill positions, the Browns can absorb a significant loss and still be viable and that's good news yeah without question so let me ask you this los angeles rams lost their talented young running back in cam Akers. they pick up the phone and they call the browns you're you're the gm what's it going to take for me to get kareem hunt uh 10 first round picks i'm not doing it i mean no 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 no, no. because here's the thing if I'm the Browns, I've spent way too much time dreaming and thinking about all of the options. You know, if you're Stefanski and Alex Van Pelt, you spend way too much time thinking about all the potential uh, permutations of a Chubb-Hunt backfield, of a skill position set that has Hunt and, and Chubb and Mayfield and Hooper and Majoku and Bryant and OBJ and Landry and Peoples-Jones and Higgins. Way too much time spent to just say, you know what, we're going to sub out one of those pieces now. And so I want to see what this team can do second year under Stefanski and Van Pelt with all those weapons and, and, and see how they go through one season before I worry about uh, you know, potentially moving on from from Hunt. And the other thing, too, is 
as great as Nick Chubb is, I like the way Chubb and Hunt were able to work together on this team last year. And neither one of them had a, you know, set a peep in terms of complaining about anything when they were off the field or, or whatnot, when they were sharing uh, the backfield and how they were used. Would Kareem Hunt maybe want to go to an L.A. Rams because of the uh, increased opportunities? Yeah. But if I'm the Browns, I say, hey, pal, sorry, you're under contract with us, and uh, we're riding with you for 2021. Yeah, you know, I'd I'd start talking about the Ernest Johnson. Have you seen what the Ernest Johnson does when he fills in if the Rams call about Kareem Hunt? (laughs) Uh, The D-man, Dennis Maniloff. Um, Indians pre and post tonight on 1100 TAM, 106.9 as well? Uh, Yes, sir. Yeah, we'll be talking Indians before with Carmen Angelo, and then after, obviously, no matter what happens in the game, uh, we'll be talking about the the new name, the Guardians. All right, uh, make sure you tune in. Dennis Maniloff, Indians pre and post with uh, 1100 WTAM as well as 106.9. D-Man, as always, appreciate the time and the insight. Thanks very much. Thank you so much, Dave. And once again, congratulations, Les, and the Les Levine family. We're going to step aside, take a quick time out. On the other side of the break, we are joined by Kevin Arnold, Sports for CLE. He'll be right back. Stay with us. Your family have experienced financial hardship as a result of COVID-19, Tri-Seek can help with full tuition assistance. Safely get the in-demand degree or training you need with online and on-campus classes. Go to trisc-edu to check out our programs and resources. So what are you waiting for? Register now for summer classes. Tri-C is where futures begin. As the COVID-19 vaccines become available, you might be asking yourself, should I get it? And if I do, will I be able to go about life without putting my family at risk? You've got questions, and that's normal. The fact is, the vaccines are safe and effective. They're going to save lives. To get the latest on the COVID-19 vaccines, visit GetVaccineAnswers.org. Because getting back to the moments we miss starts with getting informed. It's up to you. for CLE continues we continue talking Browns football so a uh, good morning football on uh, the NFL network Kyle Brandt was talking about the best pass rushers in the NFL here's who his top was seen what this gentleman looks like I mean, are you actually out here shirtless mind? or in a suit yeah you can see the muscles I, it doesn't matter I, I, that guy's on my podium baby that guy's standing on the top um, I think he is the best athlete of the pass rushers. Um, if you want to get into the weeds with PFF, he's on nearly the, he's at the top of nearly every category they keep track of. Uh, he's getting help now. Um, I just think he's been untapped. Like he, he, I still don't think we've seen the best of Miles Garrett. I think he's going to be the defensive player of the year this year. I think he's that good. Uh, Joey Bosa. I know it's a strange one, and maybe people don't have him there. Again, if you want to get into the weeds, it's like his win rate is skyrocketing. Some maybe say he's not even the best in his own family. I do. And then the Aaron Donald thing is like, he's he's the best player. Best pure pass rusher, I don't know. Like, I, Mike Trout may be the best baseball player. There's better home run hitters. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love that Donald as an interior lineman is even on the podium, even in the arena. Right. It's a joke. So almost out of respect, I will give him the bronze. But I think as those pure one-hand-down speed rushers, I'm going to go Garrett and Bosa above him. Let's bring in Kevin Arnold from the Land on Demand uh, podcast. And, Kevin, 
What do you make of it? Uh, Miles Garrett, best pass rusher. And the thing I think that Brant made a, a very valid point, we haven't seen just how good Miles Garrett can be. We haven't. And we haven't seen him on a defense like this that is so deep and has so many weapons on it that you can use to, especially in this 4-2-5 in that defensive backfield, that you can use against these NFL offenses and how it's such a pass-happy league. And now, especially on that defensive line, having more depth. And if you can get Jadavion Clowney to give you what everyone kind of expected to see out of Clowney, especially the guy in that bowl game against Michigan who's getting in the backfield disrupting the, the run game. If you can get that kind of guy now along that defensive line and he shifts along that offensive line of the opposing teams, they can't just shift all the way over to Miles Garrett. And, you know, Kyle Brandt talked about he could be the defensive player of the year, and he is right on about that. Because if you can allow Miles Garrett to have more one-on-one -on -one matchups, you know – more often than not, nine times out of ten, Miles Garrett is going to win that matchup with NFL offensive linemen. We're talking with Kevin Arnold from the Voice of the Land podcast. And Kevin, when you um, when you look at that, he was on tack. You know, he was on track to be that player last year, and then he got COVID. And, and by his own admission, he was never quite right. Looks like he's pretty much right again, which is uh, good news for the Browns. And I think that that motivated him, too, because you saw what kind of motivation he came in with last season and the track that he was on, as you mentioned, Dave, and being a, like losing part of his season, honestly, to COVID-19. It's something, unfortunately, of course, in this pandemic, none of us have ever seen, know how to deal with. But now that he has been able to overcome that himself and understanding and not taking the moments in those games for granted, he is focused on his craft. He sees what the team, the organization is trying to do to develop a winner and help him on the defensive side of the ball as they did with Baker last year and helping him on the offensive side. That has just driven his motivation to a whole nother level this offseason. And he is going to be one of the leaders on that defense, but he's not just going to lead with his voice. He is going to lead by example, and you are going to see a guy giving everything he has on every single play because there's all these unknowns sometimes that, you know, COVID-19 took it away from last year. He's going to show you in 17 games this year, and hopefully more than that, as Browns fans well know and are well anticipating, he's going to show you every single day he is one of, if not the most dominant defensive player in the entire league. So Sports Illustrated has three offensive players to watch at training camp uh, for the Browns, and we'll go through them. Um, David Njoku, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Drew Forbes. Yeah, so Donovan Peoples-Jones is an interesting case there, of course, because he could be, as you as you were talking with Dennis Maniloff, about possibly competing for that third wide receiver spot and where does Hollywood Higgins go from that point. But a guy that I think has kind of gone under the wing of Jarvis Landry and even Hollywood Higgins to understand what it takes to build chemistry with your quarterback and play at the at the NFL level. He was underutilized at Michigan, of course, and has a lot of that talent and a guy that slipped to the sixth round. So I think he is in a nice spot in that wide receiver room to not have a lot of pressure on him and possibly compete for that third wide receiver spot, but also at least make an impact this season as they will use multiple wide receiver fronts. Ninjoku, of course, a guy before last season, there was all the disgruntled reports about him wanting traded. And now you see him all over the videos that Jarvis Landry has been putting out in his uh, video, his vlog this offseason and those first two episodes. And someone that's enthralled in all of their team workouts and all of the team activities and off the field charity work that they're doing all together and feels like he is a part of it. And he is a dynamic weapon out there for this offense to use all three of those tight ends as Kevin Stefanski loves to do in his offense so that he will be someone to watch because just like Miles Garrett he's also freak of nature physically as well so he will always put on a show in those drills at training camp and Drew Forbes he's a guy that this team is hoping can add depth to that offensive line because you lose Kendall Lamb this season and you saw the injuries and the way that that hit this team they were still able to overcome it in that game against Pittsburgh 
but you saw what the offensive line woes and injuries did the Kansas City Chiefs, a team competing for Super Bowl trophies as well. You got to have depth on the offensive line. The interior lines on both sides of the ball are very important to succeed in this league. And Drew Forbes, who was once known as Prospect X, they are hoping can coming back from an injury and opting out last year can really be that offensive line depth, one of those main pieces for them they can rely on in that rotation. It'll be interesting to see. I'm anxious to see Bill Callahan kind of work with Drew Forbes. And, you know, keep in mind, rookie year, when he, when he was there, it was a different line coach. So it'll be really interesting to see Bill Callahan kind of try to mold Drew Forbes and, and develop him um, as well. It'll be one of the things to kind of keep your eye on as training camp unfolds. All right, Pro Football Focus ranked the receiving cores. Um, Buccaneers, number one. Cowboys, number two. Chiefs, number three. Browns at 14. Seems a tad on the low side to me, but um, I understand, you know, Odell's coming back from an injury, and there's some younger guys involved there as well. Younger guys, and a lot of their lists seem to be going on moves that were made this offseason and some young guys that other teams are kind of hoping for and the pieces that you put together. And, of course, you got the Tennessee Titans who added one of the best wide receivers in the league in Julio Jones. Uh, to pair up there and, and have another weapon there for Ryan Tannehill and as they progress their offense and try to kind of stake their claim as one of the top spots in the AFC. Was a little surprised to see Dallas up there at the at the top with some of the kind of the sustained wide receiving cores out there in the league. But you know, the Browns, they're getting some of the some of the credit and some uh, experts are of course predicting them to have the best record in the AFC and predicting them to win the entire thing. And others, you know, there's certain elements of this team that still have question marks. Odell coming back is going to be a huge question mark. We're going to see if this team was really better without him or that was just the nature of this team finally understanding what Kevin Stefanski was expecting of them and progressing last season. And now that all systems go with everyone else, now just adding another talented piece to that, maybe a little less pressure on OBJ and he can just kind of do what he does best and make those spectacular plays that you used to see all over uh, Sports Center's top 10 every single night during the NFL season when he first got started. Kevin Arnold from the Voice of the Land podcast. Now I can step aside, take a quick time out on the other side of the break. Uh, a couple of areas of concern for the Browns. Also, where does that defensive line rank? Sports for CLE will be right back. Stay with us. Better days are ahead. Be ready with the training you'll need to get a great job. If you or your family has experienced financial hardship as a result of COVID-19, try seeking help with full tuition assistance. Whether you want to improve your skills, get certified, or train for a new career, go to tridesc.edu to check out our programs and resources. So what are you waiting for? Register now for online and on-campus summer classes. Tri-C is where futures begin. When it comes to selling you a mattress, most retailers are handing you a line, a long line of extra steps that drive up costs and create confusion. At the Original Mattress Factory, we simplify the mattress shopping experience by building mattresses and box springs in our own local factories and selling them direct to you. It's short, sweet, and simply makes sense. So experience more than just a mattress store. Experience an original, the Original Mattress Factory. First, they said cigarettes were safe. We know how that turned out. Now, they say they didn't market e-cigarettes to teens? Fact, more than one in four high school students are vaping, and 80% say their first e-cigarette was flavored. Vaping is harmful to developing brains. The reason we think vaping is safe? Marketing. Same lies, different day. Tell Big Vape to quit lying. Sports for CLE continues. We continue talking Browns with Kevin Arnold from the Voice of the Land podcast. Kevin, um, let's talk a little bit about special teams. If there's an area that I kind of go, it's special teams. And um, 
inevitably there's going to be one or two games that come down to special teams and the good team good teams find a way to win it um, are you concerned with the special teams play not necessarily concerned but I have that same sense that you do at some point and as good as the Browns are are on as or on paper of course as good as they are on paper this team just feels like if they can live up to those expectations everywhere else one or two big moments as you said Dave are going to come down to the kicking game and most likely on the foot of Cody Parkey if Cody Parkey wants to not be known as double doink anymore and that's going to stay with him from his time with Chicago in that big moment and what happened to that kick in order to get that as kind of a distant memory about him instead of the only thing or the first thing people think about when they hear the name Cody Parkey it is going to be that big moment for the Browns whether it's in the big game or a chance to get there you know we're always talking about here in Cleveland there's always next year and especially for the Browns there's always next year there's always that hope that optimism that's that intrigue into the team well there's a roster and a credible cultured organization that is behind that hope and optimism that you feel like they can have that success what will Cody Parkey do in the moment that he is given and on the other side in the punting game when you need that field position to try to hem a team back in their own end to get the ball back in the hands of your offense for one last chance can he get the job done and I think he can can he get the job done and allow that defense to go to work one more time and kind of erase somewhat of their Browns demons of last year, not being able to get the ball in the back, back in the hands of their offense. Yeah, the other, Kicking game. Yeah, go ahead. The other thing is the return game. I, it, it, the last time they had a threat yeah. return and kickoffs and punts. And now Demetric Felton could be that guy. He, he showed that in college. But, again, those are – and I love the fact that we're nitpicking about the return game and the kicking game because that shows the, the other part of the roster is pretty good. It does. And, you know, it used to be who's the quarterback? <laughs> who's actually going to be throwing the ball? And that's that's the most important position in all of sports. We're going down to second, third stringers and special teams, kick returners. We're going to the nitty-gritty now to find any sort of hole in this team that just seems so good going into the season. This team is going to have to prove it, and they're going to have to put the work in. With the return game, you got speed. You could potentially use Anthony Schwartz. You have JoJo Natson, who I know this team loved that they were able to bring him in last year, and unfortunately losing him to a torn ACL as well. What is he going to look like coming off of that injury? Field position and being able to make that crucial kick are going to really determine how far this Browns team goes because even if there's a slow start for the defense or the offense has an off game, most more likely than not, those things will figure themselves out as the talent and the coaching is able to figure that out. What are those crucial moments on special teams going to look like and how will the Browns fare in those moments? Pro Football Focus ranks the defensive line. So uh, top one in the NFL, Steelers from uh, the North, the AFC North. Two, Washington football team. Three, the Buccaneers. Browns down at 11. Um, but again, if the Browns are in that top third um, on the defensive side of the ball, it's going to be a good season. <laughs> going to be a good season for sure. And again, we talked about Miles Garrett already and even Clowney coming off the edges. You get what you need to out of those guys. It's going to come down to that defensive tackle room. And, yeah, there's a lot of optimism and talent inside that room. But who is going to step up? Who is going to be the leader? Who's going to make this team in the defensive tackle position? You lose Sheldon Richardson, one of the most reliable players to have on the field. Best ability being availability. Boy, was he available for this team and producing for this team in his two seasons. You got a lot of talent there. You have a couple guys coming off of opting out in the – young picks you've brought in Tommy Togiai and of course Marvin Wilson the undrafted free agent but who is going to step up and be the leader in that room and not allow the production from the interior part of that defensive line to falter this season and continue to ascend 
as we saw some progression there last year. The one thing I do like is that Andrew Barry has gone out, and, and it's not like they're relying on one or two guys. He's going to have options. You know, you look at Malik McDowell. If he plays well, he could earn a spot. Elliott's a guy. Togiai, you mentioned. You've got Jackson. You can move Clowney in there. Um, Billings coming back. And, and I think that's been a consistent thing with what Andrew Barry has done. Um, we have options A, B, C, D, E, and all of them look like they have some form or fashion of NFL talent, which we haven't always been able to say that with this roster. Haven't been able to say that most of the time, and Andrew Barry does an excellent job when fans or us in the media have any sort of question about any position or anything. It feels like Andrew Barry is already starting to answer that before we can even get our concerns fully out of our mouths. It's I think he would even be willing to, if the answer, he doesn't even feel like the answer is in that room, as many options as he has right now, he would not be adept at looking at the those rare cuts coming out of NFL locker rooms, a veteran that you could bring in here to get that answer. If there is a question mark, Andrew Barry just seems to answer the bell every single time, and that is, that is why he's already gained the trust of fans, the organization, the players, and so many fans and admirers of the Cleveland Browns over the last two years. Kevin Arnold from the Voice of the Land podcast. Kevin, as always, appreciate the time and the insight. Thanks very much. Thank you so much, Dave. Always appreciate coming on the show. All right, Kevin Arnold from the Voice of the Land podcast. That'll do it for this edition of Sports for CLE. Scheduled guests for Monday, Browns Beat Report from Cleveland.com and the Plain Dealer, Mary Kay Cabot. Have a great weekend, everybody. Stay safe. We will see you Monday at 4 o'clock on Sports for CLE.